September 2nd, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Afkof Dalet Amutbet. If you count from the bottom up, it's three lines up. Says the Gemara, Doreshe Reshumot Hayu Omrim Kulan Ba'in La'olam Haba. Doreshe Reshumot, Rashi explains, is those who are Doresh Pesukim, those who extrapolate matters from Pesukim, their opinion, contrary to that of our Mishnah and to the Chachamim that we've been reading about throughout, their opinion is Kulan, all those who were the exceptions to the rule in the Mishnah are truly not exceptions. Everyone has a portion in Olam Haba, Kulan. Everyone has an ability to and will and has entered into Olam Haba. How are you going to make such a derashah? It's going to be very varied, you'd imagine. We're talking about different kings, Menashe and, uh, and Yeravam. And, uh, so how are you going to find each of them somehow in the Torah or in Nevi'im or in Ketubim referred to? And it's one pasuk that will refer to almost every single one of the individuals in our Mishnah who are mentioned as those left out of Olam Haba as a reference in the eyes of the Doreshere Reshumot is actually entering into Olam Haba. Shene Emar. Here's the Pasuk. It's one Pasuk in Tehillim. That will be the Derasha Pasuk. Li Gilad Veli Menashe Ve'Ephraim Ma'oz Roshi Yehuda Mechokiki Mo'av Sir Rahsi Al Edom Ashlich Na'ali Alai Peleshet Hitro'ai. So here comes the Derasha with regards to each part of each portion and each part of this pasuk. Uh, says the Gemara, first and foremost, who's the mention um, uh, when we began the pasuk? Ligilad. Who's that a reference to? Ze Ahav Shenafal Beramot Gilad. By referring to Gilad, we're truly referring to Ahav, that evil and terrible king whom we read about and we learned about, he fell, ultimately speaking, he was killed in a battle at Ramot Gil'ad. So the reference then to him in the Pasuk, and as Maharsha understands it, the reason perhaps that he was atoned for his wrongdoings and received Olam Haba is because of his fall in Ramot Gil'ad. So the Pasuk begins with Gil'ad as Ahav. Then the Pasuk said, Li Minashe. Who's that a reference to? Says the Gemara, Kimashma'o. That's easy. That's a reference to Minashe. Minashe, um, Eddie, the son of Hiskiyahu. Uh, well, there he is mentioned in the Pasuk. He's the next one. You don't need to extrapolate in some sort of creative fashion. It's a reference to Minashe. Next, the Pasuk says, Ephraim Ma'oz, Roshi. Says the Gemara, who's that a reference to Ephraim? Ze Yeravam Bekaatem Ephraim. That's the last one of those Milachim that we had mentioned in the Mishnah. And uh, his name was Yeravam. He actually came from the Shevet, from the tribe of Ephraim. It means that our first several words in the Pasuk are referring to um, each one of these kings whom we mentioned in our Mishnah as losing their portion in the world to come. And then the Pasuk continued, Yehuda. Mehokeki. Uh, so who's this a reference to? Now the word mehokek, as we've mentioned on more than one occasion, uh, generally speaking, is a reference to a lawmaker, uh, like uh, the hokim. Hokim are chiseled in, and the idea of a lawmaker was one who chiseled in set specific rules for the people. Mehokek, as in the Torah in several places, a person who's going to be involved as a shofet, as a person who's determining law, who would that be referring to? Ze'achitofel. The Mishnah continued, if you recall, and we'll come back to it in the next Amud and Dapim ahead, uh, by referring to the Hedyotot who lost their por- portion in the world to come. 
One of them was Ahitophel. Ahitophel was the advisor of David. He was, to a large extent, the Gemara says uh, he was the rabbi, the mentor of David. He loses his portion, says the Mishnah, because of his rebellious side against David, about, because of his wrongdoing. But there he is referred to in this pasuk, the Mehokeki Yehuda is a reference to the lawmaker of, of David. He's coming in and the Ka'atem Yehuda, he comes from Shevet Yehuda, Ahitophel does. Moav Sir Rahsi, the pasuk now refers to something having to do with uh, cleansing, Rehitza, uh, Zegehazi. Uh, That's a reference to Gehazi. Our Mishnah mentioned that Gehazi was on that list of Hediotot who lost their portion in the world to come. Who was Gehazi? Gehazi was the helper of Elisha Hanavi. So the Navi tells about how Elisha was approached by Naaman. Naaman was a general for Aram. Naaman had Sarat, he was afflicted with leprosy, and Elisha has a way of curing it, telling him how he can get rid of it. Naaman then wants to reward, he wants to pay back Elisha. Elisha is not interested in getting any reward. But his helper, Gehazi, runs ahead, tells Naaman lyingly that his master, that his mentor, Elisha, is interested, and he gets rewarded for so doing um, by Naaman. Ultimately speaking, Gehazi gets Sarat himself, and the Mishnah mentions that as a result of that Hilul Hashem, he loses his portion in the world to come. The Pasuk then that the Doresher Shumot are pointing to, uh, where they find Gehazi, is talking about Rahasi. Why so? Shelaka al Ultimately speaking, he got Sarat, he lost his portion in Olam Haba because of Rehitza matters, because of cleansing, because of getting rid of the Sarat of Naaman. Uh, continues uh, the Pasuk. Uh, that, that we were referring to earlier. So, Sir Rahsi al Edom Ashlich Naali. Al Edom Ashlich Naali, Ze Doeg Adomi. The Pasuk is referring to Doeg Adomi. Edom is pretty easy with regards to a reference to Doeg. Who was Doeg? If you recall, Doeg was the individual who got the word back to Shaul about Nov Ir HaKohanim helping David during his flight from Shaul. And, David, and Shaul, as a result, wipes out that city. Doeg is, is now in, says the Pasuk. And then the end of the Pasuk, after mentioning or referring to all of these individuals, has the following words, Alai Peleshet, Peleshet is some sort of legion, a group of individuals, Hitro'ai. And the word you might see in there is rea. You might see hitro'ai, rickety. Uh, that's the hitro'ai sometimes. But the word re'im ahuvim, rea also refers to someone who's a friend. Uh, we have it in the, berach, the sheva berachot at weddings and afterwards. So says the Gemara, I'll tell you what that's referring to at the end of the Pasuk. Amru malachi asharet kadosh baruchu. Kivyachol, the rabbis are imagining the, the ministering angels turn to HaKadosh Baruch when they say, Ribbono Shel Olam, Master of the Universe. Im yavod David sheharag et ha-pelishti, vehorish et banecha gat. So instead of reading Peleshet as the legions, they read it as the one who struck the Pelishti. Of course, that's a reference to Shimshon, who David uh, has a way of, uh, destroys him. He's, uh, he's from Pelishti. And he has a result of beating Shimshon. Not, not Shimshon, Goliath. Excuse me, Goliath. Goliath, thank you, uh, Sharon. As, as, a, as a result of, uh, thank you very much, as a result of, it's too early in the morning, beating Goliath, the Pelishti, he brings forth,
forth, he, he gets gat for B'nai Yisrael. So if that individual, the Peleshet, the Pelishti, the gat individual, David comes to you and says, what are you going to answer to him? In other words, he's going to say to you, you're bringing in Ahitofel, you're bringing in Doeg, these are the people who did rotten things to me in my lifetime. These were my enemies. These are the people who willed and did uh, negative things to me and ultimately speaking to the nation. You're entering them in. And not that God needs to respond to this, but uh, the hachamim have a vision in which they want to learn a lesson from the way God quote, would respond to this. Amar lahen, God would and did respond to the malachim, alai la'asotan re'im ze lazeh. It's upon me, it's my responsibility to make do'eg and ahitofil friends again with David. Meaning to say that the reference then in the pasuk to all of these individuals entering into olam haba, but wait a second, they're not going to live peacefully, says God, it's on me, I'll work that out. Okay, the Gemara now continues and it imagines times during which Yirmiyah Navi turns to Am Yisrael, this much is clear, and is beseeching them, begging them to do Teshubah. It imagines the Hachamim do, the response of Am Yisrael, and in turn the, counter, the counterclaim of Yirmiyah, and how things uh, led, uh, well, to either the bettering or, or, or stagnancy of Am Yisrael. So the Pasuk says here in Sefer Zechariah, Madu'a Shovivah Ha'am Hazei Yerushalayim, Meshuvah Nisahat. So the Pasuk refers to some sort of Meshuvah, which we're understanding as a Teshuvah response. Nitzahat means a winning response. Uh, so why is it and what is it that Am Yisrael Yerushalayim was the reference to the people of, of the nation? Uh, they responded to the Navi, the understanding is, a winning response. What happened? Amar Rav Teshuvah Nisahat the, the reference here in Zechariah is that uh, Am Yisrael gave a winning answer. I didn't know really how to respond to them when I came to them and I said, I told them, repent, you've done wrong, there's going to be destruction. And I explained it to them. I asked them, because this is the next pasuk there, or rather this is the pasuk in Zechariah, Perek Alf, Pasuk He, it says, Your forefathers who have sinned, where are they? They've, they've met terrible endings. You can't even find them any longer. Uh, they, they did not die you know, gracefully or with, with a certain honor. And as a result, the way that the Navi is trying to convince Am Yisrael is to say to them, don't you want to have a different ending? Don't you want to change the trajectory? But the end of the Pasuk refers to, in the eyes of the Hachamim, the counter-response of Am Yisrael. And that is the next word in the Pasuk. In other words, it's a reference to Am Yisrael responding uh, with defiance. You told us we have to repent because our forefathers who sinned are gone. Wait a second, what about your forefathers, the other prophets? Are they still around? Nobody's still around any longer. Shene'emar, as the Gemara cites this pasuk from Zechariah Perekal, Vavotechem Ayehem, Vahanivim Hala'olam Yehyu. That's the Teshubah Nitzahat. I walk up to the child and I say to him, listen, 
If you don't fix your behavior, if you don't learn how to uh, be more diligent in school, you're going to fail out of the school. And the child says to me, oh yeah, and what about the boy and girl who was sitting on my left and my right? They were studying diligently, they listened every day, they also failed out of school. You don't have any claim on me that if I do better work, I'll, do, I'll have a better ending. That's how the Gemara understands the response in this context of this Mishuvah Nitzahat. Amar lahen hizru. They still, uh, the, the Navi still tells them, please, just do Teshuvah. But ultimately speaking, vihodu, they do admit and they give in. Shene emar, tzaytze pasukach devarai vechukai ashesiviti et avadah neviim halo hesigu avotechem vayashuvu vayomeru kasher zamam adonai svaod la'asod lanu kidrachenu chma'alalenu ken asa itanu. How is it that they ultimately speaking give in? Why is it that they're okay with the claim? After all, they gave a Teshuvah Nitzahat. Says Marsha, look at the words in the Pasuk that we're citing. The Pasuk says, Avotechem Ayehem. Ayehem means where are they? The response, as we're imagining it, is Hanevi'im Olam Yechyu, will the prophets forever be alive? There's a difference between not locating the dead one and someone dying. The difference being, one had a terrible ending. Uh, his body is no longer, he didn't have a normal burial plot. Where are your forefathers? That's a whole lot worse than the prophets who died natural deaths. In other words, even though they had a good claim, they said, oh, everyone's gonna die, even the prophets, if they listened more carefully as the Gemara, as Maharsha is imagining it, they would have realized there's a difference. Your forefathers who sinned had a, a, a not natural death. The prophets, all right, they died, but ultimately, speaking, you could visit their graves. You know how they died. They died a graceful, dignified death. All right, says the Gemara onward, two other interpretations as to what this Tishubani Tzahat was. That's the first claim. The first one was, they responded and said, the prophets also passed away. Shemuel Amar, asara Adam lefanav. Ten men, in order to make this a public uh, spectacle, came and sat in front of the Navi. Amar lahen, he says to them, of course, as the Nevi'im always do, Hizru b'teshubah, repent, change your ways. Amru lo evet shemecharo rabbo ve'isha shegeresha ba'ala. Let's imagine and understand the circumstance, they say to the Navi. If a man divorces his wife, could he then make demands of her? If, a, if an individual sets free his slave or her slave, are they able to make claims afterwards that the slave should do something? God has forsaken us. He cut off those chains. We're no longer his slave, his wife. We're no longer connected to him. He can't make demands we have no responsibility to follow his mitzvot any longer. There's the Teshubah Nitzahat. The claim of Am Yisrael is, well, the covenant, the Berit, has been severed, and as a result, we're no longer responsible for doing the right thing as it once was. In the eyes of the Hachamim, God now turns to the Navi and tells him, here's how you need to respond. Lech emor lahen, go to Am Yisrael and say to them, where is this book? Say to them, where is that Sefer Kiritut? Where is that divorce document? Where is the individual whom I sold you to? The Pasuk says instead, what happened was you're still married to me. 
you're still my slaves. I've just let someone else take possession of you. I've let someone else be living with you, which means to say I've never severed, I've never broken that bond. So your claim was, what well, we're broken off, we no longer have responsibilities. It's not true. It's along those lines that Resh Lakish remarked, Why does the Pasuk refer to both David and Nebuchadnezzar as the slaves of God? David, I understand, is the slave and servant of God, Nebuchadnezzar. The lesson suggested Resh Lakish was, He knew that in the future, Am Yisrael are going to make this claim that we're no longer slaves to you, we're slaves to the other nations. Now, you've broken that lefichach, therefore hikdim HaKadosh Baruch Hu ukerao abdo, it's for that reason that HaKadosh Baruch Hu refers to Nebuchadnezzar as my slave, he's my slave, which means to say you might now be working for him, but ultimately speaking, you still answer to me, evet shekana nechasim evet lemi, nechasim lemi if there's a slave, meaning Nebuchadnezzar who has acquired another slave, but ultimately speaking, that a person who made the uh, acquisition who, who acquired, is a slave of someone else, who, do the, who does the acquisition belong to, of course it's the one on top. Uh, the Gemara concludes over here with uh, with with a, a little bit more, but which we'll continue with next time. Amen.